Hello, my name is Father Jerry Chilko. I'm a Redemptorist stationed at St. Peter the Apostle Church and the National Shrine of St. John Newman in Philadelphia. Today is Monday of the third week of Lent, and today I want to focus on the first reading from the second book of Kings. This is a reading from the second book of Kings. Naaman, the army commander of the king of Aram, was highly esteemed and respected by his master, for through him the Lord had brought victory to Aram. But valiant as he was, the man was a leper. Now the Arameans had captured in a raid on the land of Israel a little girl who became the servant of Naaman's wife. If only my master would present himself to the prophet in Samaria, she said to her mistress, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went and told his lord just what the slave girl from the land of Israel had said. Go, said the king of Aram, I will send a letter along to the king of Israel. So Naaman set out, taking along ten silver talents, 6,000 gold pieces, and 10 festal garments. To the king of Israel he brought the letter which read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you, that you may cure him of his leprosy. When he read the letter, the king of Israel tore his garments and exclaimed, Am I a god with power over life and death? that this man should send someone to me to be cured of leprosy? Take note, you can see he is only looking for a quarrel with me. When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his garments, he sent word to the king, Why have you torn your garments? Let him come to me and find out that there is a prophet in Israel. Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. The prophet sent him a message. Go and wash seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will heal and you will be clean. But Naaman went away angry, saying, I thought that he would surely come out and stand there to invoke the Lord his God and would move his hand over the spot and thus cure the leprosy. Are not the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the Farpar far better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be cleansed? With this he turned about in anger and left. But his servants came up and reasoned with him. My father, they said, if the prophet told you to do something extraordinary, would you not have done it? All the more now, since he said to you, Wash and be clean, should you do as he said? So Naaman went down and plunged into the Jordan seven times at the word of the man of God. If his flesh became again like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. He returned with his whole retinue to the man of God, on his arrival he stood before him and said, 
Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. The Word of the Lord. Somewhere along the line, you probably heard of the KISS principle. Keep it simple, sweetheart. Although you may have heard other variations for the final S. That principle might be a good way to understand today's first reading. Naaman was a successful leader in a culture known for its elaborate customs and strict hierarchy. So being afflicted with leprosy threatened not just his health, but his social status as well. He probably tried complicated cures and rigorous remedies, but none had worked. What would this prophet of Israel recommend? Naaman had probably pictured how the transaction would play out. There would be formal greetings and an exchange of gifts befitting a formal dignitary. But instead, Elisha snubs him by not even coming to the door. Compounding the insult, the holy man tells him to wash in the less-than-impressive Jordan River. Naaman didn't come all this way for this. Where was the elaborate ritual, the exotic ointment, the sacrifice of purification? It was insultingly simple. Lent is a time for us to seek a deeper, stronger relationship with the Lord. But it doesn't have to be complicated. Perhaps on Ash Wednesday, we began with a heroic regimen of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. We sensed that we probably wouldn't be able to sustain it, but we tried to keep it up anyway, hoping it would bear some fruit. We may even have had a list of ideas of how the Lord should reward our piety. But God's grace is so accessible that we just have to ask for it. Our elaborate prayers don't change God. Quite the opposite. When we come to him with humility and simplicity, he changes us. More than anything else, Jesus is looking for hearts that are open and ready to receive his word and act on it. He's looking for people who are willing to transform their everyday lives simply by welcoming him to be a part of them. So we can set aside the complexities on our Lenten journey and rather set aside time to simply be with the good Lord Jesus. He just wants to be near us. And so we can pray, Dear Jesus, let me simply follow you today.